Have you ever heard the term spiritual bypass? I didn't until recently. If you have, do you know the term's full meaning and how it affects you? Chances are you probably don't. I certainly wasn't aware. So let's explore its full impact together, shall we? From Phil Speedtech comes a weekly digital series where he shares his insights, concepts, and findings learned during his 15-year journey of working in the entertainment industry. Each lesson offers you a roadmap to overcome the challenges that all artists face on the path to success. Welcome to Phil Speedtech Podcast. What a fantastic day it is. I'm honored to have you join me. I am Phil Svitek, and it's my pleasure to help creatives like you master mental fortitude because it takes way more than just talent and luck to succeed in the entertainment industry. Before I get going, though, allow me to invite you to subscribe to this series if you haven't already done it. Doing so will alert you to new lessons that I post. Thank you if you just subscribed. All right, let's begin with the first and most obvious question. What does spiritual bypassing really mean? I'll paraphrase the answer from psychologytoday.com. Spiritual bypassing stems from our desire to constantly feel good. On the surface, that's not a bad thing because part of that craving motivates us to develop, grow, and evolve ourselves. It's responsible for turning people away from drugs and other bad habits towards exercise, prayer, yoga, meditation, diets, and self-help, which this series falls into. So how is that a problem? Well, anything taken to its extreme becomes a problem. When you're spiritual bypassing, it means you're distracting yourself from your feelings by thinking that you are walking a healthy path. It's when you use spirituality as a shield against your own feelings. As an extension, this can also lead to shutting out the world. In essence, it's when you use your spiritual practice as an excuse. The worst is when you don't even know that you're doing it. Here's an example from the website. Sometimes, self-care is actually about taking care of ourselves, unplugging from too much work and plugging into balance and harmony. But sometimes, under the guise of self-care, we are actually just checking out, denying what's happening and how scary it feels to show up for life. End of quote. It's a fine line indeed. I can tell you firsthand there's been instances where I use self-care as an excuse to skimp out on my responsibilities. I remember two years ago, I was going through a bout of depression and working with my kinesiologist, Chuck McCoffin. I was in deep and he was extremely helpful in bringing me up from the trenches, so to speak. But at a certain point, I got addicted to the feeling. I was learning so much about myself in a way I'd never experienced before that I just wanted more and more and more. Weeks into treatment, he told me I was ready to go back to work. I gave him a fearful answer where I said that if I went back to work, I was worried I'd be depressed again. He told me I wasn't really scared. I just liked the attention from people and not having responsibilities. Sure, I still needed to work on myself. And we all do. Life is an ongoing journey. But he was right. I was ready to go back to work. I was using therapy as a crutch and avoiding the responsibility of work. These types of spiritual bypass excuses come in all forms. Think of any time someone has asked you for help. What was your response? Did you say you couldn't? Why? What was the reason? Was it really because you couldn't or you didn't want to? It's okay if you truly need a day to yourself, but if you used it as a blank statement just to get out of helping, then you exemplified spiritual bypassing in that moment. Many people attribute the practice of spiritual bypassing as an internal act, but I like to look at it from the external because that's where it's easier for me to see it manifested, as the example I just gave highlights. But let's focus on the internalization for just a second before we expand to the macro again. Think about any spiritual practice. It's a false belief to say that the goal of spirituality is sheer happiness. The goal is to be present and aware of yourself, whether for good or for worse. 
It's to feel all your emotions, happiness, sadness, anger, and so on. All the while understanding why it is that you feel that way. When you exercise spiritual bypassing, you're avoiding many emotions, in particular, all the ones that negatively affect you. This is where we can get macro again. Think about all the concentration camps in the US currently is not a pleasant thought. Perhaps it makes you angry or helpless to do anything about it, so you avoid it. We can look at global warming in this way. Animal cruelty, gender discrimination, racism, poverty, starvation, you name it. Anything bad in the world that is happening, we tend to avoid it somehow. The death toll may be in the hundreds of millions. Y'all done with your fish sticks, Dan? I'll help you, Sharon. Boy, that's just awful. Sometimes, we as creatives can be perceived as self-centered or narcissistic because people will attribute creativity with a search for fame. People might say, all we want to do is write music when we could be doing something much more useful, like being a doctor. Which begs the question, are artists inherently spiritual bypassers? Drumroll, please. Before I reveal my thoughts, I encourage you to comment down below with your answer to this question. Okay, here goes. I say no. Remember how I said at the beginning that anything taken to its extreme becomes a problem? Well, anything taken to its extreme becomes a problem. I did say that, didn't I? Well, being an artist falls within anything, doesn't it? In its purest, most altruistic form, art conveys a message that the creator seeped into his or her work. That message resonates with people and can move them deeply, even alter them for the better. True artistic geniuses throughout history have managed to do that. They have raised humanity a fraction towards the good. The famous creators that I'm speaking about, whether it be Da Vinci, Beethoven, Charlotte Bronte, uh, Shakespeare, Toni Morrison, and so on, are able to accomplish this because they are deeply connected with the world. They remain present. During creative acts, the creator becomes so fully present that the thinking mind ceases to exist for that duration. No different than a world-class athlete in the midst of a performance, by the way. But back to the creative. When they're not creating, they're observing. They see the world around them as it is. They see it through their unique point of view and express that to the world. And that is my goal with anything I do. As an artist, I always carry a sense of responsibility, now more than ever. We live in a world where we're able to communicate our voice to almost anyone in the world. And I want to honor that ability by making sure what I spread comes from a place of pure goodness. It either expresses true emotion that someone else can relate to, such as love or longing, or it passes on information to educate and or change people. For example, my friends and I created t-shirts with the slogan, not twice on them. These t-shirts are designed to look like Trump's Make America Great Again campaign. By drawing that visual comparison along with the words, not twice, it becomes ironic and the ultimate point of our so-called campaign is to get people to vote in the upcoming election. So long as they don't vote for Trump again, right? Please note that the vast majority of the profits from these t-shirts are being donated to charities that help voter registration. So if you want to join our cause, just go to nottwice.org. But back to the lesson. The ultimate uh, spirit and point of this episode is to make you come out of your shell and not be afraid to express yourself. Share your voice with the world and spread your message. Use your platform and raise awareness. A perfect example of that is Megan Rapinoe from the U.S. Women's National Team. Congrats to her and the entire team, by the way. Also, a shout out to the Dutch women for making a very thrilling final. The point being, though, that Megan could have said she needs to focus solely on playing well. No one would have blamed her. Well, at least I wouldn't have. But she didn't just do that. She spoke out about many issues, knowing that she would draw attention thanks to the platform she had, namely the World Cup. 
The incredible thing is she didn't waver, not in her beliefs and not in her performances. In fact, she was voted as the Golden Ball winner, which is essentially the MVP award in a World Cup. To boot, pun intended, she won the Golden Boot, an award given to the top scorer. So objectively and subjectively, she was the best player and proved you can use your platform for good while still kicking butt. FYI, the US men's team was asked to comment on the pay gap between men's and women's teams. None of them chose to comment. This is an example of being afraid to speak up and use their platform for change. They exemplified spiritual bypassing. But I'm not just pointing a finger at them. Too often I see more and more TV shows that represent the lowest common denominator, and it saddens me. Too many Americans are blind to what's going on outside of the country, as well as what's going on inside of it. And it's not like I'm an expert, but hence all the more reason why we can't practice spiritual bypassing. We need each other. I'm doing my best to work on myself while making sure the stability and fortitude I gain from that allows me to contribute to the world through my art and my message. But I need you to do the same. The more people that stop spiritual bypassing in the world, the more problems we can solve. You and I might not be the ones that actually solve them, but we can raise awareness. It's the whole reason why we need diversity in storytelling. We need women directors and executives. We need gays and lesbians in power positions. We need people from all walks of life, from all parts of the world, to be given the same opportunities. And that is my message to you and the world moving forward. Stop putting on blinders. Stop avoiding the negative news in life. Again, it's a fine balance because I'm not advocating that you let it hurtle you into despair either. It can feel overwhelming to look at all those problems at once. I know I have felt overwhelmed too often thinking, what can I do? Creating your art, being socially aware, and helping where you can while continuing to work on your mental health and spirituality is enough. There's a healthy dose to each of these things. And remember, you have the power to change the world. Gandhi was just one man and look at how he affected the world. So don't deny yourself thinking that you can't make a difference. The world likes to singularize the things we can do. You're a writer, you're a poet, you're an editor. That's because most can only think in finite terms, which I argue is another symptom of spiritual bypassing. When you realize your strengths, moving away from fear, you realize you're not one dimensional. You can be an artist and a philanthropist and a Buddha all at once. Sounds ambitious, but not really. In the words of Don Miguel Ruiz, just always do your best. You can't be upset with yourself if you're always doing your best. Summarized, this is all about taking care of you first and then knowing when you're ready to partake in the world. It's like breathing. You must breathe in, breathe out. You can't just constantly breathe in, which is what spiritual bypassing equates to. Be the good in the world while being good to yourself. How you choose to act upon that is entirely up to you. But for both our sakes, choose wisely. Well, that's a wrap for this lesson. Feel free to click over to any of the numerous lessons I've created just for you. For example, two weeks ago, I released an amazing one-hour interview with social media expert Lena Nori. She not only shared many valuable insights about social media, but educated me on the culture of Afghanistan and other things. You can access that episode and the rest along with other free resources on my website at billsvitek.com. Also, since this episode is all about creating meaningful content, I encourage you to check out Chronicles of a Dark Child. It's a web series that I forced myself onto as an actor in the finale because of how much I believed in this project. The link is below. Lastly, a huge thank you to the people that helped make this episode financially possible. If you too would like to support the show, you can either head over to my Patreon page or support some of my merch from the store. Links are down below as well. Or you can just tell a friend about the show 
which will help pass on my knowledge to them as well. And we can build a like-minded community of fantastic creatives. Sounds wonderful, right? Anyway, thanks for taking the time to tune in. I'm at Phil Svitek on social media, and I'll see you next Wednesday with another one of my lessons. Bye.